And then there was Beverly Hills 92.0, where they didn't really have a lot of stereotypical roles. I mean, you could make an argument that Luke Perry's character Dylan McKay was the bad boy. You know, he had an earring, he drove a motorcycle, he lived... For nearly 40 years, this story has given faithful service to the young in heart. Welcome to the Fangirl Hour, the podcast where we dive deep into the reasons why we love our fave fandom. Time has been powerless to put its kindly philosophy out of fashion. To those of you who have been faithful to it in return, and to the young in heart, we dedicate this podcast. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode. I believe it's the fifth episode of the Fangirl Hour. And today we're going to have a little fun. We are going to go through the differences and maybe the similarities of the popular 80s and 90s, mostly 90s, television shows, teen television shows, Saved by the Bell, and Beverly Hills 90210, and attempt to answer the age-old question, which one is better? I know which I think is which one is better, but, you know, you can decide. Hopefully I can heavily influence you. Just kidding. Okay, so to start out with, Saved by the Bell was uh, first aired on August 20th in 1989, and it this series ended in May 22nd, 1993. It then had Saved by the Bell, the college years, Saved by the Bell, the new class, Saved by the Bell, Hawaiian style, Saved by the Bell, wedding in Las Vegas, and then it had the reboot in 2020. Well, it first started, funnily enough, it was it was it was it was a totally different story, and it followed the the teacher herself, who was played by Haley Mills. And then there was the, the students, and they were all, like, back east. And then they got rid of Haley Mills, and then they moved all of the the kids, or like, these five kids, plus the principal to Bayside in California, where the rest of the show went on. And they also got rid of two kid, two cast members, two of the kids, and introduced another some other characters. So that's kind of what was interesting to me is that there was never really any through line with Saved by the Bell. Never really any explanation of why are they suddenly, they were in like back east and now they're in Southern California with the same principle. We're not going to explain it. We're just going to keep moving on. We understand that in a television viewpoint is that the network probably thought it would look better if it was rebranded this way. But how do you explain it as far as the story? They didn't attempt to do that. And that was uh, basically how Saved by the Bell went. It was campy. And it it's storylines, campy storylines. The comedy was kind of not always the best. It was very cheesy, very, very cheesy. And it always had a similar story about Zach Morris, who was the lead, played by Mark Paul Gosselaar, who was always trying to outsmart and get away with something, and then he learned a lesson at the end. And if you haven't seen it already, go check out Zach Morris is Trash on YouTube. It's pretty funny. It'll give you more detail about that. Um, then we have Beverly Hills 90210, which originated first date August, or sorry, October 4th, 1990, and ended May 17th in 2000. A uh, very important note here, the reboot that they did in like 2008 called 90210 is not affiliated with any of the original cast members or creators or founders of Beverly Hills 90210. And then in 2019, the original cast got together and did the reboot BH90210, and it's a tragedy that I will never get over that they did not keep it going. I am hoping to hope, hope, 
hope beyond all hope that somehow they find a way and they bring it back. Some network picks it up and, and they all come back together because I think it it's, was a very originally crafted idea, very different than other reboots, and I think they could do a lot with that. So that would be cool. Um, we can look now at something that Saved by the Bell had that was better, in a sense, than Beverly Hills 90210. And this is something that has been brought to my attention that I never really paid attention to as a Caucasian growing up. Um, Saved by the Bell had some diversity in the cast, in the main cast. Now, when not the main cast member, he was and is a Caucasian man. But some of the, the main ensemble, Lark Vores and Mario Lopez, were persons of color, are persons of color, I should say. They're still alive. And so that that is something that Beverly Hills didn't have in the main cast. Uh, the teenagers and including their family members, there, there wasn't a lot of diversity And that way. There would be storylines where they would bring in somebody, a person of color, and that kind of followed through throughout the whole, even if they brought in new main cast members, there wasn't a lot of diversity. And so that is something I have to, I have to admit, yes, it didn't have a lot of diversity in the main cast. Um, however, Beverly Hills 90210, people may call it soap opera-like, and it was, you could say that, but really the whole, in the early years, they weren't, they weren't trying to highlight that this was, or they were trying to say that Beverly Hills 90210, it, it is happening in this, in Beverly Hills, but it's, they're all, they're teenagers, and they're having the same issues teenagers have everywhere. And even if it seemed a little bit soap opera-like, the idea was that the storylines are meaningful and more real, real to life. And that these are issues that at the time had not been addressed or even looked at. There was teen drinking on a, a mainstream like TV station at that time of night. It had never been looked at. You were looking at um, pre, uh, teen sex, teen drinking, um, all, all those things. Uh, taking drugs, drugs, taking drugs, you know, partying, driving, driving drunk or not driving drunk and the repercussions of all of that. These were things that that they were addressing that it had never really been looked at in a primetime TV station uh, about teenagers. And so it was a little bit different. Uh, some of the things that they both have in common, and I'm going to have to just play this for you, the iconic theme songs. Both of these so theme songs are amazing. I don't think I could ever uh, choose, even though I personally like one more than the other. So here we go. Here is the Saved by the Bell theme song. When I wake up in the morning and the alarm gets out of morning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I got my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's alright, cause I'm sleeping on the bill. If the teacher pops a test, I know I'm in a mess and my dog ate all my homework last night. Riding low on my chair, she won't know it.
Fun fact, the term say by the bell came from uh, ancient times when they would bury someone and they weren't sure they were quite dead, so they would tie a little string around their finger and if they rang, if once they were all buried, if they woke up and rang the bell, they weren't really dead and they were saved by the bell. Here is the Beverly Hills 90210 theme song, equally as iconic. <laughs> So that was that. And it was, it was both of those songs, just listening to them, brought back such warmth in my heart and such happiness. Specifically for me personally, Beverly Hills, then into an L, I was immediately transported back to that moment when, you know, turning on the TV, 8 o'clock on, I think, Wednesday night, and what's going to happen this week? Beverly Hills, then into an L was created by Aaron Spelling, who had created such... TV classics as like I think um, Love Boat and Dallas and all that kind of stuff so he had a history of creating these types of shows and this was the first time he did for uh, teenagers there was no through line of stories for Saved by the Bell it was basically the same story every week but with a different scenario and the basic idea was that Zach had a situation he was trying to get out of where he was trying to get himself something and he always had some lesson at the end there wasn't really a lot of through through line between week to week and the other thing is there was never really any growth of character or any change in their character overall the funny thing was that zach was always trying to like outsmart everyone and then he was always having to learn some lesson about that whereas 90210 Beverly Hills 90210 there was a thorough line it was very it was very almost cinema cinematic cin cinematic I can speak cinematic and and the way it was told it was you know Saved by the Bell was filmed on a set and it was very much a set it was very much like this is a high school this is very sitcom it was sitcom whereas 90210 was a little was not a sitcom it was 
nighttime soap opera, I guess, for a lack of a better word, and very cin cinematic. They went to different places, they had different locations, and a lot of it was filmed on a sound stage, but it was also, there was exterior shots, there was lots of things going on, and they actually would rent, uh, have to purchase or rent uh, famous stores where they're filming out of, and it wasn't always just a set. And so, the, and also there was a thorough line. The stories, week to week, you would get to know more about a character. They would grow. The character would change based on something they went through throughout the season. And over the ten years, uh, they all changed. They all developed. They all became better people as you got to know them, and they grew up. There was less drama after the show of Beverly Hills 90210 than... And then on Safe by the Bell, there has been more drama after the show ended and more splits of care of cast members not liking each other. Well, yeah, more on that in a minute. So, yes, during the running of Beverly Hills 92.0, specifically in the early years, yes, there were the bad girls, Shannon Doherty and, and Tori Spelling to some degree that were the party animals and Shannon Doherty and Jenny Garth butted heads that's that's well known that there was a fight this and that and Shannon Doherty got herself kicked off the show and I am will never get over that because I am team Brenda all the way but they made up pretty fast after that and they have a great love for each other and it is very well known how much they actually all carry for each other as they move forward in life and have always been on each other's side throughout since then. So there's no animosity and it pretty much cleared up right away. Whereas Said by the Bell is famous for having a lot of animus animosity, a lot of tension between cast members, specifically from there's one set that stayed together and continued on with their careers. Um, Mark Park Mark Paul Gosteler, Mario Lopez, Elizabeth Berkeley, and Tiffany Thiessen all really went on and continued forward and have a have had a successful run of it even now. Whereas there was another cast member who just died last, I believe, January, Dustin Diamond. He didn't have such a good run of it, and there was a lot of tension. He supposedly wrote this tell-all book that was very damaging to his fellow cast members, and they were very upset with him, and they never made up, and it was always very... A source of contention and misunderstanding and then he died and I my heart goes out to them because they were never really able to kind of have some resolution there but I can understand why that would happen Saved by the Bell cast members started when they were in junior high basically and they were raised with this kind of inefficible and they were raised as teen child actors they didn't have the chance to mature on their own and have their own identity apart from that. They had to find that while still being in that fishbowl, while trying to figure out, okay, now say by the Bell is done, what am I supposed to do now? All I've ever been known for is this. I have to recreate myself. How am I going to do that? And they didn't have that solid foundation that you get if you, you know, if you didn't have that so much. Whereas with Beverly Hills 90210, yes, some of the actors had been acting, but not and were, had been, you know, teen actors or child actors, they were still older and they didn't have, they didn't have yet the following that they got when they got on Beverly Hills 90210. So when the show started, the youngest cast members were 16 and then they were up. Yes, they were up until their like late, tw late 20s um, that they got cast as teenagers, but they made it work. 
So, but what that did, now looking back, maybe we laughed at it, like, well, they're not in high school. They're all in their 20s. Well, no, that's not true. Some of them were 16. Some of them were 18, 19, 20. It just so happened that others of them were a little bit older. But however, the thing that was that works for that is that these were people that already had gone through high school, had gone through a lot of self-identification and self-work, and they had a little bit more of a foundation within themselves. So they were. It was easier for them to work through whatever issues they had with themselves and with with each other and to see their faults and move on and remember also the good times and say, well, when you're a family, you butt heads, but you always love each other. So I think that that in the long run, it was better that they were older because they'd already been through a lot of the emotionality. The I mean, imagine these Saved by the Bell kids when they were kids, they were junior high all the way through high school, all the, all the way through college. They had this kind of franchise and they were the stars of that and they had to, you know, fall in line and they were kids. They were going through the change of into puberty and dealing with all those heightened emotions and those hormones and this and that. Whereas the Beverly Hills 90210 cast members, um, even starting at 16, that's where you're starting to kind of get beyond and understand your body. You've already gone through a lot of the changes and now you get it and you're moving forward. So they weren't bogged down by that and they weren't. Yes, they were suddenly thrust in the spotlight, but they were older. There was a sense of maturity, so they could understand it a little bit, and they and they were able to do that. And so, yeah, the, as we went on, I would say, yes, the, the Saved by the Bell cast members were famous to not all be friends. However, I am listening to uh, 90210OMG, 90210OMG, that is a podcast run by Jenny Garth, who played Kelly Taylor, and... Tori Spelling, who played Donna Martin on Beverly Hills 92.0, and they are famous to talk about how they are all friends now, and they have been for many years, and they consider themselves a family, and that they've worked past their past, they've healed, and they have each other's back. <laughs> so the other thing is for 90210, the love scenes were definitely more believable. They were very graphic. In fact, at some point, they might be a little (laughs) R-rated, maybe PG-13, because there wasn't any nudity, but it was a lot, a lot more was evident that was seen. I mean, they really, they really went for it a little bit more. So in some ways, PG-13, erotic, PG-13, erotic. No real nudity, nothing really was showing, but you knew what was going on, and you got a good sense of it before it, it cut. But then you had Saved by the Bell. Remember, it was a campy sitcom. You know, made for kids, mostly. So the love scenes, incredibly G-rated cheesiness. Okay, so if there was any kind of love scene, they would make a kiss, but the kiss was like a little peck on the lips. And then you'd hear the audience go, ooh. Okay, that that was the cheesiest ever. So, so yeah, that, that right there is something to be like, okay. Uh, I think I d- mentioned this earlier. There wasn't a lot of character development or story arc or character arc for Saved by the Bell. It was always pretty much the same TV show, the same story that you're getting into with just different circumstances and, and whatnot. Whereas with Beverly Hills 90210, from day one, the characters were evolving, the characters were changing, the characters were learning things that affected them, that made them different, that made them better, 
and they were going through that and they were real life experiences i mean they were having relationships they're getting broken up with they were learning about love they're learning about sex they were having one of the characters had a pregnancy scare uh it, it went it went forward just like that it was very interesting in that way and last let's see what else say by the bell the characters were very stereotypical teen rules teen roles they were not real believable characters not real believable people in that way they they were you know you had the jock you know and i think that was more of the the ac slater maria lopez character was kind of jock and he always had kind of like workout clothes and a tank top to show his muscles you had zach who was they called him preppy but he was the he was the prankster. You had Dustin Diamond, who played Screech, who was kind of the nerd. He was, he was definitely the nerd. You had Lark Foreys, who was, who played Lisa Tuttle, who was kind of the, the popular girl, and she was all into fashion and kind of a little bit of a bimbo. You had Elizabeth Berkeley, who played Jessie Spano, who was a nerd. She was a very smart. She was not a nerd, but she was a, a smart, pretty girl. She always wanted to get good grades. And then you had Kelly Kapowski, who was the popular cheerleader. And that was it. That was the main cast, and that was their roles. Their characters were defined by these stereotypical roles in high school. And then there was Beverly Hills 90210, where they didn't really have a lot of stereotypical roles. I mean, you could make an argument that Luke Perry's character, Dylan McKay, was the bad boy. You know, he had an earring, he drove a motorcycle, he lived on his own, his parents who were they it was kind of shadowy and dark but even he had a lot of nuance and, a, and as at there you got to know why he had become the way he had why he was you got to know some of the backstory with his parents and there was a depth there of why he reacted that way so you know and you could also make an argument that Ian Zering's character uh, Steve Sanders was kind of like the rich kid who drive a, drove a Corvette and that was it. But he, and maybe that's how he started. That's the one thing is maybe that's how they started when you got to know them. They had this facade, this high school facade, but then they started to evolve and go beyond that. And you could see that evolution. You could follow it all the way through. And the next one is there is a connection between Saved by the Bell and Beverly Hills 90210. Can you guess what it is? I'll wait. I'll wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, yes. I'll tell you the connection. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, or now known as Tiffany Thiessen. Well, yeah. So if you go on YouTube and type up Saved by the Bell theme song, and you'll see the theme sh theme song opening, and you'll see, oh, there's Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Then a couple years into it, maybe the third or fourth season of Beverly Hills 90210, right down Beverly Hills 90210, fourth season opening theme. Oh, wait. There's Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Maybe it was fifth or sixth. Sorry. Try fifth or sixth season. Oh, wow, there's Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Tiffany Thiessen. Yes, that's right. She played Kelly Kapowski in Saved by the Bell. And then once that kind of came to an end and they are kicking out Shannon Doherty, they brought in this char character for some reason. And they brought in Tiffany Thiessen and she played Valerie. It was really fun because, I was like I was just saying, it was fun to have that crossover. But what I like seeing is in 90210, she was very much with that, like, stereotypical cheerleader she was sweet she was popular and was very like one-sided not a lot of depth and then they brought her into 90210 she played valerie valerie malone and she was kind of the bad girl and she was kind of manipulative and yet she was also sweet so there's a lot of layers in that as well we also already had a kelly in beverly hills 90210 played by jenny garth who was also kind of 
she was multi-layered as well in the sense that she was kind of snob kind of a dumb blonde kind of interested in in being popular and wearing the right clothes but she was also very sweet and very loyal to her friends as she as you went forward and she had a lot going on within her mother a lot of ma mother issues to deal with as you got to know her that explained why she had this exterior this kind of rougher exterior so that is where I have come to if you have any other things you can say about the differences and the similarities between Beverly Hills 90210 and Saved by the Bell leave them in the comments below or say something else I don't know if you have anything else you want to there's a fandom you want to share and geek out about well find out how you can do that in the closing section thanks bye Thank you for listening to the Fangirl Hour. If you would like to geek out with us on the Fangirl Hour, please email us at cafegirlproductions at gmail.com. Thank you especially to our Cafe Girl Superstar patrons, Kathy Anderson, David Anderson, Dorothy Ninau, and David Glamour Dave Ninau. If you want to find out more about Cafe Girl Productions, head on over to www.cafegirlproductionsinc.com. If you want to support us, head on over to www.patreon.com slash cafegirlproductions. The opening theme song includes segments from the TV shows Night Court, Beverly Hills 90210, Saturday Night Live, The Simpsons, and Doctor Who. The final theme song includes that of my favorite song by songwriters with a z and that is from gemendo.com thank you very much bye